Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Nigel Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Thursday, August 24th, 2023, and what an incredibly beautiful day that it is. You know, we have several Cryptopian celebrities who have birthdays today. And so I want to take this time to say happy birthday to Jody Buckle of New York, New York. Happy birthday to Todd Coley of Greensboro, North Carolina. Happy birthday to Desi Franklin of Virginia Beach, Virginia. And happy birthday to Jomo Ali of Atlanta, Georgia. To each and every one of you whose birthday is today, I hope that your day is filled with all the love, joy, peace, understanding, and everything that you deserve on this day, which is your birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, we have had an interesting 24 hours because, you know, when you start following the money, you go down a lot of rabbit holes and it's very interesting as to what you can actually come across. And so I'm just trying to, in my opinion, make sense of a lot of things that I'm seeing and a lot of things that I'm hearing. One of the things that I know that we're on the right track, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that this morning specifically, my phone was blowing off the hook. Everybody was calling me because they saw something, I believe, on Good Morning America where it was talking about the amount of individuals that are of Chinese nationality are Chinese nationals so that means they live in another country uh, owning so much property here in the United States and we've spoke to that several times just really to just open our eyes as to what our American dream which is uh, real estate and ownership of real estate and one of the biggest catalysts to wealth being passed down from family to family really kind of disintegrating before our eyes and as we shared yesterday there are the three companies that i mentioned yesterday that have over thirty thousand properties collectively uh, across the united states in what they're calling the sun belt and again we live in the sun belt and most of those uh, communities that are in the Sun Belt, uh, they're really taken advantage of. And so just to really hear that they're starting to say that they're going to push back against individuals buying properties that don't live here because they really don't care about the price or the quality of living. I'm going to say it that way. They care more about the price and the uptick in the rents. And that uptick, ladies and gentlemen, in areas where they're not protecting the tenants uh, is about 30% year over year. And every single year, 30%, that is a lot of money moving forward. And so as we continue to look at purchasing of these assets and really just taking into account some of the new technology that is av available to us, 
through this thing called cryptocurrency. So I'm talking about tokenization of buildings, which allows several of us to come together to buy properties. That is something that we really need to start having a conversation about. And when we come forward, we're going to continue yesterday's conversation because I wanted to make sure that you have always, after I'm talking about something, not just the problem, but also the things to look for and then what to do. So when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. As we talked about everything that's going on right now as it relates to BRICS and how they are going to start bringing on new countries and they're going to start bringing on more individuals that are in countries in alignment with China, Russia, India, uh, South Africa, and Brazil. They're going to start making sure that the United States is not getting any of the exports or imports that we need, stuff that we're importing. Um, to really sustain the United States. And because there's this thing called just-in-time supplies, they're holding on to their precious uh, commodities and different things that they have, citing that America's not a friendly place. And since we see that happening, we know that the centralization has got to continue here in the United States. And so we've had a discussion several times about the fact that anytime anything new is implemented, it is because they have stated that they need to either keep us safe or help us do some miraculous things in a time of turmoil. Right. I remember being old enough. I shouldn't say this. I may date myself, but I remember uh, a time when you did not have to scan your face to get on an airplane. I remember another time where people that weren't even flying, ladies and gentlemen, would be able to walk you to your gate. That used to happen. Now, I know that I'm I'm not not the only one that remembers these things. But after 9-11, they had to implement all these other extra things that they're doing for our safety right and for this for this for just for this this united states right and so just like the pandemic the centralizers are going to need another crisis to come along to manage so when i'm talking to you about changing the way that you look at money and changing the way that you look at everything else around you as these things start to play out and as these things start to come across the news feeds, just like I got the calls this morning because they're starting to hear that they're trying to cut back on the amount of Chinese nationals that purchase property in this country. Those are the things that if you're listening to somebody, when things happen, you're able to perk your ears and say, oh, OK, it looks like. We're on the right track. We're thinking the right things. This is why they're saying this, because we know that they own this amount of property and it's actually uh, really having a big impact on our um, on our economy. But not only that, it's having a big 
effect on how goods and services are traded in our country as well. And so all of those things ultimately come back to uh, our communities. And so we have to pay attention to things around us. And so there has to be some sort of fear or desperation among the masses that is begging for security, begging for our help. Somebody else I talked to yesterday said, I believe it was yesterday, might have even been a day, that said everything on us, around us, is on fire. Like everywhere we look, things are on fire. People are uh, having to flee from their homes by the millions right now because we're on fire. And so I had to bring this up today because I have some most likely scenarios that I came up with not just necessarily because things are on fire. I know things are on fire, but we need to be begging for their security in order for the centralized centralizers to be able to implement some of the things that they're going to implement. So there's a climate emergency, ladies and gentlemen, and there is going to continue to be a climate uh, a climate emergency. Climate change it has been the favorite favorite tool for advancing centralizing agenda now i'm not saying that you know global warming is not a thing and that it i'm not one to say either way whether it's good or bad so that's not what i'm arguing but what i am sharing with you is that climate uh change and some of the emergencies that come around it in and around it have some other types of uh, issues behind them because climate does not stop at national borders. It's a global problem and it's a recurring um, global problem that requires a global solution. And so progressive Congress members are actually calling on President Biden to declare a climate emergency this year. And he hasn't actually done that right now. And in responding to the media request, Biden claims that he had practically declared it already. He hasn't stated it, but uh, he said that he's close to declaring it with the rising seawaters. And we're hearing about that all over the place with the hotter temperatures, of course, which are causing these fires and droughts, which are causing our farmers not to be able to um to have their cattle or grow the right crops and things of that sort. Um, It's a problem. And so as we look at those things and the wildfires specifically, you know, those that is like a state of an emergency. Um, It will give more power to Biden and his administration if they were actually able to prove a lot of the things that they're saying as far as the climate control, if Biden goes ahead and declares a um, a climate emergency, it will actually strip some of us of our individual rights. And that's a whole nother story. And it's going to weaken the economy. And right now, our economy seems to be strong and they're saying that it's strong. But if you listen and watch, you're going to see that more and more farmers are coming. The crops that they thought that would come out this year will not be coming out. And so the first step will likely be transitioning further from fossil fuels to green technologies. And hopefully that's the case. And so we'll get into things like wind, 
solar and water. This would um, if we if we move from fossil fuels, ladies and gentlemen, to all green technologies, there's going to be a little bit of a problem, unfortunately, with our economy because our infrastructure is not in place like it should be. And that is they don't have it in, in the plans. Right. We will likely experience some gas rationing. And I'm saying this because the studies show if we go to wind, solar and water, we will experience gas rationing, which means once you once you are out of your ration, you will have no ability to get more. There's going to be some electricity restrictions. We kind of face that right now when they well they don't we don't have electricity restrictions but they tell us you know to watch our water and how much we're watering our grass and things of that sort and then they have some of our neighbors uh looking to find out who's not abiding by those rules and then they make the call uh to really get uh someone out to take a look at the fact that you're watering your grass too much and it's going to have a restriction on or make us have fewer flights. And of course, we don't think of all of this at the onset of this plane, uh, of this plan, because how, what will fewer flights actually affect us? Like, how will that affect us? Well, th just think, I mean, not all of the people in our community travel and commute and do business and things of that sort. But it's definitely going to limit people from um, and I'm not just talking about using flights for visit because a lot of people use flights for for business. Um, this is going to have a big bearing on the business community. Will have to change your eating habits because uh, from what I can hear or what I can read, they're going to be banning a lot of the cattle and things of that sort from grazing and doing all of those things, which will actually allow steak at some point to be banned. Now, people say, now, you know what? That's far fetched that they're going to ban steak. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if there is a climate issue, and there is no water because there are droughts and farmers cannot grow or not farmers, cattle or cattle raisers or whatever they're called, don't have cows. That means they're not going to have to ban steak. There's not going to be any steak for you to eat. And so if that's one of the ways that they want to change and move over to all of these green technologies, um, these things are like on their way. They're already happening. We know, ladies and gentlemen, I prepped you forever that there's going to be a monetary emergency. The United States, along with the other 130 countries, are preparing for a central bank digital currency. If you think this is like using your credit card today, I've stated before, you are gravely mistaken. The central bank digital currency, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is directly issued by the Fed and it will be programmable. This is going to put you in a position of being controlled by one central authority. And not like it is right now where some of the banks have um, some say here or there as it relates to the cars that you hold and things of that sort. We're talking about one central authority being in control of everything. If they don't like your social media posts, if they don't like your friends that you hang with, if they don't like your political candidate, 
If they don't like anything that you are doing, ladies and gentlemen, you will lose access to your money. It happened to the truckers in the protests in British Columbia last year, and it can happen to you. And to disband the truckers, uh, Christia Freeland, and I looked her up pretty good because I was thinking it was ironic that her name was Freeland. But Christia Freeland, the Canadian finance minister, actually cut off the access to their bank accounts. We're not far removed from this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. And so I just want to make sure that you know what you're looking at as you see these things coming across. The good news on this front is that the polls indicate that almost 88 percent of the United States population is opposed to central bank digital currencies. They are opposed to central bank digital currencies so i'm asking you are you opposed to central bank digital currencies are you part of that 88 percent? i hope so but the bad news is that the centralizers foresaw this opposition and they know that they need to create a monetary emergency ladies and gentlemen that will have the masses begging for a central bank digital currency so the most likely emergency would have to do with a massive bank run. Again, remember, bank runs are, are, are upon us. We know this already. And it will cripple the access to your account. So if they cripple the access to your account, you're going to be begging them to give you some sort of money that you can use at the grocery store to buy your food and things that you need. And so that is exactly what we're talking about when we talk about creating situations to usher something in for your good. So to, they're going to do it so you can continue shopping on Amazon and that you can have a drink at your local bar with some friends. And once you're in, every purchase you make, ladies and gentlemen, will be monitored. You will no longer have privacy and freedom and where you spend your hard-earned cash. And I'm not saying that you've had any real, real freedom, especially us, but it's going to be even worse than it is today. Because at least now, if you took a dollar and you wanted to give it to a homeless person or you wanted to give them your entire portfolio, for that matter, you could do that. But with this central bank digital currency, they're going to know every single thing that you do. And so... Um, the next thing I see coming, following the money, they're prepping us right now for a new pandemic emergency. I see it coming. I smell it. The emergency right now today is low hanging fruit for centralizers. And so it worked so well a couple of years ago and people have gotten amnesia as to what actually happened. I really think it's an easy emergency to call right now today. And so I'm calling it so you all can listen in and know that I am calling a new pandemic emergency pretty soon. Now, I don't know how well people are going to cooperate, but I know that they're going to call one. And the process and networks are already established to really make this happen. We know that Bill Gates has worked quite diligently with Dr. Tedros uh, and the general director of the World Health Organization in uh, seeding our sovereign public health policy decisions uh, for international organizations. And so they're working hard, ladies and gentlemen, on 
this whole pandemic thing this quarantine and another lengthy quarantine could definitely definitely be a death nail into the economy uh with our debt approaching 25 trillion dollars as of today today i looked it up it is 25 trillion with the t a second time would also lead to a massive civil unrest because everybody is not going to willingly do what they did last time. We could it could lead to violence and martial law, which is why some of the other communities are preparing with their gun safes and their bunkers and things of that sort. When we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you've had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So let's just um, give you the third thing that you need to really prepare yourself for. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that we need to pay attention to today, next week, next month, next year, definitely next year for 2024. Folks are getting ready to act a fool because there are going to be some civil unrests and there's going to be a civil unrest emergency. Now, two sides of that. They're going to implement something because of a civil unrest emergency. And we'll talk about that. But there's a group of people that I've been telling you, I've been watching on social media that are doing all these extra, all of these extra things to really come together and be with what they're calling like minded individuals. Right. And so. With that being said, let's look at it from another lens. So first of all, the divisive national legacy media that we listen to every day, which is on the television and this forthcoming presidential election and congressional election are leading to a potentially violent exchange. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see either side right now willing to accept the results of the 2024 elections. The contentious environment will actually significantly flame or fan some of the flames that the media has been putting together and have been making corrupt. There, um, there, it's just, it's just a lot that is, is happening behind the scenes. And I really feel like when this 2024 election actually happens and it doesn't go either way, it's just going to be chaos one way or the other. And so preparation for that alone is something that you need to be thinking about. And if you're in in inner city, I don't see too many things happen. But I do want to say to you that, again, this is going to start to fan the flames that we're watching that are brewing and I'm going to tell you something else that's fanning the flames just while I'm thinking about it the black district attorney that's in Atlanta that is bringing Trump under indictment and all of the other black DAs across this United States uh, has started them on this quest to really loathe and if you don't understand loathe hate black women 
and uh, what we stand for and what we're doing. And it's quite interesting that uh, they would be hating us as much as they're hating us. And it's because they feel as though we are doing way more than we're supposed to be doing in this country. And I'm reading it. I'm hearing it. And this is something, of course, that has been throughout our history here in the United States. But because social media is so prevalent and the word spreads so quickly, it's a different situation, in my opinion. And so uh, it could lead to extreme violence and looking like the beginning of the second civil war right here in the United States, not anywhere else. If this were to happen, it would be devastating to the global economy and would provide a significant opportunity for the World Economic Forum, the UN, the IMF, and all other of these organizations that have all these three letters <laughs> to crank up their efforts to establish one world order under their control. And so if you think what I'm saying is a bunch of malarkey or some kind of conspiracy theory, please go and open up your TikTok and your Netflix and just ignore this premonition because this is liter literally happening right under our eyes. And so I hope that you don't bury your head in the sand like an ostrich and not really take uh, what I'm saying or take heed to what I'm saying again things to start to watch for so that you know things are changing but how do you prepare for these emergencies ladies and gentlemen I'm not being a pessimist and saying there's not much that you can do I'm saying there's not much that you can do inside of their systems inside of their systems we are here to survive and to thrive this volatile environment. You have to have, ladies and gentlemen, hard assets that you can trust that will maintain value over time when you talked about those. And we talked about silver and other things that we have on hand. Uh, and I would definitely say, you know, for the most part, I'd say silver is great, but having to carry that around, especially with the amount that you need to really uh, be able to make a difference, I I'm opting out of the silver part. Now, I may have a piece or two, but I'm opting out of that, and that's just me personally. But gold and silver just historically have withstood over the test of thousands of years. So making sure that you have gold and silver on hand and that it's not locked away in any safe deposit box that you can't get to or any bank vault overseas, because that's not going to do you any good whatsoever. And we've got to remember that once a bank door is closed, you're not getting into a safe deposit box. And so I don't care if it's gold or silver. I don't care if it's your important papers, your your passports, your 
your birth certificates, your social security cards, none of those things right now in this climate should be being kept inside of a bank vault or safe deposit box. I know that's what you heard. I know that you, that's what you know. I know that's what your parents did and what your grandparents did. But ladies and gentlemen, times are changing and you really need to take a hard look at the fact that things are different than they've ever been. And if you continue to uh, do the same thing that you used to do, you'll find yourself at a major disadvantage. One of the other things is Bitcoin, of course. Uh, you don't have to pull all your money. You don't have to put all your money in Bitcoin. I've never said that you should or would, uh, but you should be doing a little bit of investing of small amounts, which we call dollar cost average. Bitcoin is safe and secure, and it's a perfect hedge against inflation. And it is not essential. Ensuring interference. And we that's what we're here for, to make sure that nobody interferes. Way we are going to be able to close the wealth gap. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So, I understood that I was a little choppy there. But, again, you don't have to put all your money in Bitcoin. I'm talking about diversifying your portfolio. Just do the small amounts. And uh, just know that we feel as though Bitcoin is a perfect hedge against inflation and everything else that is going on. Because there's no central authority that actually uh, will run any type of interference as we build or close this wealth gap on our end. One of the things that I've started really doing, and it's, I won't say hurt my business, but one of the things that I have had to do is start to disconnect a little bit from social media. Um, and the reason I am disconnecting, not in its totality, but disconnecting a lot is because you don't want to make yourself an easy target. You got to keep that in mind when you're on social media platforms. Because just like I'm watching a lot of these other individuals and what they're doing, they're watching me as well. And they're watching you as well. And as you're on social media, um, everything that you're doing can be monitored. Alexa, Siri, smartphones, they can all be monitored. Refuse your iris scans or <laughs> refuse those iris scans is what you need to do. Or and this this thing that they're talking about implanting these chips in your in your bodies and all of these things, please don't do them if they offer them inconvenience. Uh, we need to just con keep on the other side of that. It's just con keep a considerable amount of cash in hand in the event that you can't get to the bank or that the bank is not allowing anybody to take anything out of the. ATM machine, you've got to know these things. I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, that you need to seek out friends and families, neighbors that actually think like you, people who actually cherish individual freedom that are talking about having a healthy mind and a healthy body 
who are optimistic and strong and willing to take action when it's needed. Have a group of people. I told you if you have any type of investment clubs or uh, things like Eastern Star, the Masonic Order. I believe all of these organizations are or have have been created for a time such as this. We are going to have to really pull together and as a group of people be like minded and really help each other uh, come through and pull through uh, to be healthy and really understand that this is a time where we are most needed. We most need each other. And a lot of times, you know, we don't stick out our hand and say that we need some assistance. I believe there's going to come a time here. It's very soon uh, where people that would normally be very proud and unwilling to let you know that they need some some they need some help, not necessarily monetary, but just maybe a referral or something of that sort. They're going to need you because the ground is in a crumbling culture right now. And we are got to we've got to know that we've got to really have our tribe together for the time that's coming along. So another thing that you can do is just continue to support businesses. The businesses that support you or that have your uh, everything that you're about in mind. And so you got to make sure that we're sprouting all around. And that means we've got to support more of our businesses so that they can hire more of the community so that they can scale and that they can do better. That's the only way we're going to make it through this in this economy is if we begin to really make sure that we're not just watching and being participants as spenders in this space, but really uh really really seeking out to uh find companies that we can patronize and that we can help grow and so stop spending your money in places that don't want you there and spend your money with people who want you to be there and give people opportunity give them a chance (laughs) i'm gonna say give them a chance because there's so many times i hear how terrible businesses are and Uh, black businesses specifically you let other people just do you any kind of way in the moment a black person or black business does the slightest thing there's so much scrutiny and so um you definitely don't have to stick with the legacy media and spend money uh in places again that don't want you to be there take a listen every day all day to kbla there's some great information there i told you all last week that there are a lot of outlets that you need to look at young turks there's just so much great information that's being disseminated about the right things at the right time we have really got to make sure that we hold on to our individual freedoms and i'm not even going to say it's just our values hold on to your values and really watch what we believe around mainstream america and mainstream legacy media And um, just seek out podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, and YouTube shows that are more aligned with your values. Seek it out. Spend your time. If you have to spend your money at those individual places just to make them really, really uh, thrive. And so as you navigate this maze of what we're calling decentralization, let this show be your guide. Come on in. Let's talk often. Ask questions. I'll address them on the radio. A lot of times 
when I say I talked to somebody this weekend, a lot of those come from just getting emails or text messages from people that have questions. But the choice is simple. You can definitely just disregard this message. You can rely on luck. You can do whatever you want to do, whatever your heart desires. But we are in a movement to live in freedom and to preserve our right to grow our wealth. And so the wealth gap is getting bigger and bigger as we speak. And with the amount of real estate being sucked up in and around our communities, it's really taken away from what we could possibly do uh, as it relates to allowing real estate to help us in the wealth gap space. But when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. We're going to go over coin market cap and talk about our prices. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We're going to jump into the market update for the day. What I am seeing is a whole lot of red across the charts. And I'm scrolling and I see more and more and more red. So Bitcoin right now is trading at $25,961. It's down in the last hour, 0.30%. It's down in the last 24 hours, 2.42%. And in the last seven days, it's down 5.9%. Ethereum is actually trading at $1,644. It is down 0.38% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it's down 2.47%. In the last seven days, it's down 4.05%. So, uh, again, as I look, everything is red and most of the coins, whether people want to believe it or not, follow Bitcoin. And there's some that are not, but for the most part, they do. And the question that I'm continuously asked, am I worried about the fact that Bitcoin is at $25,000? And I will consistently say to each and every one of you, no, I am not. In fact, I hope for a while it's less than $25,000. I hope it's down to twenty. It could be down to $4,500 for all that matters to me and the reason why ladies and gentlemen is because my game is long term it's retirement the number has always been 2030 uh but what do i need to do or what do i need to stack by way of bitcoin what do i need to stack by way of the small things called satoshis which are the smallest increment of a bitcoin the smallest increment of a bitcoin Uh, can be purchased every day, all day, every every night, wherever you want to do. You don't have to have and purchase a whole Bitcoin. You just get a little bit at a time. Get $10, $100, $50. You can do whatever your heart desires. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. And so I just wanted to make sure that I reiterate that you can be doing some dollar cost averaging on a regular basis. I also wanted to do a uh, a short thing to tell you because I share with you that we will be in Washington, D.C. during the Black Caucus uh, for the Black Blockchain Summit. And the Black Blockchain Summit unveils its six-year edition, igniting peace solutions from the violent world problems at iconic Howard University on 
um, in Washington, D.C. So brace yourself for an electrifying experience. And so I'll be there September 21st through September 23rd, as will a lot of the people in the cryptocurrency space. And uh, we're just excited about the sixth annual Black Blockchain Summit because a lot of people stated that uh, black folks are not interested in blockchain and cryptocurrency. And so we're going to, again, show up in Washington, D.C. and show them that they're wrong. And I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here today on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And ladies and gentlemen, we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.